0: And welcome to the Adventure Paradox. Uh, I'm Kat Caldwell Myers. This is my husband, George Myers. This podcast was formerly Horses, Mountains, and Dogs, but we are in transition. <clears throat> what do you think about that, y'all? <laughs> transition is good. Transition can be tough. I, you know, I think transition is one of those words a little bit like recovery, where people hear it, and they're sort of triggered. What do you think then?
1: Yeah, I think change is always hard, can be threatening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like things, maybe the way they are. Sure. If you're in a place where you're a decent place, if things are tough, it's hard. Maybe transition's good then. See it with some hope.
0: You know, we've been here in the mountains at a recovery conference. We're actually in a hotel room right now, for those who are wondering, and we've been out of the Dream Horse trailer for nine nights.
1: Yes, it's been good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It has been good. It's interesting when you actually move into your dream, of course, there are going to be things about it that you didn't know would be like that, whether you call them a nightmare or how you want to think about them. The truth is, it's not all bunnies and lambs. It's not all unicorns and rainbows, right? There are storms, there's rain, there's pain, there's uh, sickness, there's tiredness, there's just the challenge of daily life and it's been very interesting living in a trailer one of the biggest challenges is not having a way to do laundry wouldn't you say
1: oh yeah mm-hmm. so when we... the accumulation of dirty clothes <laughs> when you're uh yeah if you're in a hot place humid you know when you're Dusty, doing dirty chores and you're barn. generating lots of dirty laundry
0: oh my gosh we we're so dirty when we got here we probably had ten loads of laundry to do Sure. after living Easy. in a trailer, what, twelve days? And we're
1: four, right? Family of four, so with
0: a cat and a dog. And I'll tell you, their uh their blankets, they smelled like a barn, for sure. They smelled like a barn. And I love a barn. I love that smell, but when you come back into society, <laughs> there is some recovery that is necessary, you know, to clean yourself up to be presentable. And you know, I just wanted to talk about recovery on a on a sort of high level. What what is recovery? A lot of people ask, and I feel like all of us are in recovery from something. You know, the first time I really learned about the term recovery was when I was uh, becoming a spin instructor and doing a lot of spin biking, mm-hmm. and they talked about yeah. having mm-hmm. yeah having a recovery day, and I was like, well, what's a recovery day? And a recovery day is really a day where you don't exercise. You don't spin, you might take a walk, but you don't get that lactic acid going in your muscles. And why is that important? Well, it's the same thing when we're training animals because if you're jumping your horse all the time, they're gonna end up getting injured. And that's true Mm -hmm. with humans too. Like we need a rest day, we need recovery just in our physical bodies, right? What was the first time you heard of recovery, baby?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. just came to me uh, Was when when I was skiing, first time. I didn't get to the Rocky Mountains to the west till I was in college. My dad brought me for a trip, my first. And after a couple of trips, you know, I just read about recovery, right? And they talked about active recovery, right? So, if you took a day off, um, you know, not just doing nothing, but, you know, you could do a swim, right? You could mm-hmm. swim or something. So, I'm going to flush those muscles and um and actively recover right so there was, you know some into mindfulness or something to do to recover to uh, get back you know that's if you could take a day off right Mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes we do it at night right if you had a pool or something i remember you know being disciplined so to speak but you know i remember the last trip i think we took in as a family in in that college time was available and they had a heated pool outside and we made a, we made a point to swim in it every night Mm. just to try to flush out the stuff. So,
0: well, and actually we've, we've kind of done that here at the grand lodge because they have this amazing pool where you can swim, under this little like rubber flap. That's an indoor-outdoor
1: pool, right? Yeah, to be inside
0: or outside. And then they have this huge hot tub with this weird fountain in the middle of it that you can stand under and have like a waterfall on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty incredible. So I think, you know, we're talking about recovery with our muscles and with our bodies, but what about recovery of our hearts, souls, and minds? Because sometimes I think there are certain things, and when we talk about recovery, we're actually talking about a lifelong state of being like a practice you know and we have that practice with our physical bodies but we must also have that practice i believe for our minds hearts, and souls and so you know when i think about recovery from drugs or alcohol it's like a very obvious one Mm -hmm. right um another term that comes up for me is remission because a drug addict they are in recovery but they are also essentially in remission they're not cured of their addiction but they are in recovery from it, right? So I feel like there are sort of two different states and it's important to address both. And and for us, and this comes back to the adventure paradox, right? Of like living in the trailer, which is amazing. And then I remember when I was interviewing people about living in this huge trailer asking like, yeah, well, we're looking for one that we could live in all summer. So that's why I don't want to get one with a couch and have both girls on the couch because I don't think that would work long-term. And I remember this girl saying and she had a huge trailer, right? She was like, I don't think any of them are big big enough to live in all summer. (laughs) And that was sort of my first clue of someone who maybe knew more than I did, who'd had this experience or was having this experience of living in one of these trailers and knew things we didn't know. So for example, your dream horse trailer has a Uh, sort of a ticking time bomb of about four or five days, at which point you're going to have to empty that gray water, you're going to have to get fresh water because you'll be out of good water, and you're going to have to empty the black water, which is the biggest production and where you really have to find some civilization to take care of that. So I think, you know, we have shifted our dream and recovered from where we thought we were going, which was like really into the boondocks, deep camping right now, and recognized, you know what, we don't have enough adults, enough bandwidth, uh, we're just learning how to use this trailer and it would be better for us to head up north. We're also actually moving to the mountains now. So that's like a whole other thing. So I think it's another a big transition. Piece, but a big piece of of recovery in the paradox is like sometimes you're gonna shift your trajectory completely. Right. And it might be something totally different. Like you it's a new way of of being that you've never been before. What what are your thoughts about that, babe?
1: Uh, when you said uh, change your trajectory, I, th- I thought about you know you-, you need to be willing to reassess, right? You need to be humble in that regard, right? Which I think is what we've had to do with the horse camping and the, you know spending lots of time with just you and I with the kids and the horses and doing that, right? We figured after you know twelve days of being on the road and traveling that wow, we don't we don't have the energy for that, especially when we know that we've got um, the change in trajectory of moving. And, you know, getting the girls situated in school and looking for a place to live.
0: A few things going we've on. We've <laughs> got good faith.
1: You know, that that's, that's all going to work out. But at the same time, um, yeah, so changing your trajectory um, you, so you can do it. And I think you need to be, I think we've learned we need to be open to do it, right? And open yeah. to have the dialogue um, around it.
0: Yeah, right? for sure. Well, and a lot of that, I think, comes back to sort of these principles of recovery. And now we're talking about going from the body stuff to more of the mind and spiritual stuff. But you said humbleness, like humility is a big one. Willingness, right? Being in a state where you're actually ready, Mm -hmm. right? And so often we say this in the mountains, but you don't know if you don't go, right? right? But then you go, and if you see those dark clouds rolling in, you gotta call it. Like we did a, a rock climbing thing with our kids here in Crested Butte. It was super, super fun. And then those clouds rolled in, and I saw the guys all on the radio, and they were like, "Oh, I think we're gonna call it." You know, we had to.
1: Un- yeah, it was a climbing tower, right? We yeah. weren't on a mountain. It was, you know, just like a wall, but this was a tower because it's outside the adventure I like to make park.
0: It sound more extreme than it sure. is. You know? But yeah, it was
1: all you know. If there's any lightning, they shut it down. So yeah, yeah. right. Got to be looking at the factors right and what's yeah. happening and being willing to make a decision
0: well, and, based and, on
1: that or stop doing what you're doing because yeah there might be risk or something like that i
0: think being Too flexible yeah mm-hmm. being flexible is one of the biggest things and you know um in a second we're going to do a little demo for those who are watching here on facebook live and instagram live and if you're listening on the podcast later then you can come back and watch these videos if you want to um and you'll see what we're about to do when we turn the lights off here but I think sometimes you really need to hit a bottom you know you need to get to the place where you have no idea what to do next or you recognize you've made a mistake or that you've done something wrong or that there is something wrong with you and there must be some other way of being and i feel like that is you know the jumping off place like that's that point at which you're no longer who you were but you're becoming something else and so you're in recovery from a state of body and mind. Right. And again, sometimes this is, this is a daily thing with your body working through it. And sometimes it's a much deeper level mentally. Like here I am looking at my amazing husband. Right. And I, I just, I just want to grab him right now, but I'm, I'm not going to because I'm on camera, um, <laughs> but I love you so much, baby. And right. you know, there, there's a whole history of before you and I were together right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have these little recovery moments. So like, here's a little funny one, we're looking at different houses. And I hope you're okay if I share this one publicly, baby. But before my husband, George, I had a lot of boyfriends, and all of them were named Brian. <laughs> okay, not all of them, but a lot of them, a lot of them happened mm-hmm. to be named Brian. And we're looking at this house, and it's on Brian Drive or Brian Road or something. And I sort of chuckled because I'm in recovery from that. But it is still a piece of my past and humbles me and reminds me that there was a time where that name meant something else Mm -hmm. right and now it would be a new time if we were to move into that place i would recover you know and and have a new experience of that name just to say right i don't know if you have any thoughts on something like that who you used to be before we were married or
1: (laughs) no i mean i i can say the exact same one of a name of a previous partner right which was oh yeah Bring it. Paula, right? <laughs> and uh, the irony is that one of the big female names in your family is Paula, right? That got a grandmother-in-law, a aunt-in-law, right? We got all this stuff. So that's a Paula's cousins <laughs> and yeah. But the thing to recover from maybe, and it's not, that hasn't been really an, an issue, but I remember when we were looking at au pairs, right? And there was, I don't know if it was Costa Rica maybe, and the girl's name was Paula, right? And it's not Paula, it was Paola, right? Which is how you pronounce Spanish, the name in Spanish, right? Right. And, uh, and your
0: ex was from South America. Also. Right, exactly. Paola.
1: So, So I was, <laughs> I had to tell my wife, you, tell you, like, this is not probably going to work. You know, I can't. So, yeah, I had to, maybe there's still some parts I need to recover from, <laughs> right, or of that. But, um yeah, and that was you know five years ago or something oh like that. Oh my gosh, well, well it was an indication anyway. So that's that's one thing, something I was before. Yeah, we met. So yeah,
0: I think it brings me yeah, to it's good,
1: it's humility, and, right? It's, yeah, we have this stuff. We need to talk about it. We need to be open about it.
0: But it's take also, the power away
1: from it. Sort of yeah, and it, our yeah.
0: therapist, yeah, always says, "Name it to tame it." But I think one of the most powerful recovery principles for me is to be honest, rigorously honest, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing to think about with that is like. If being honest causes more harm, right? Then we don't do that. So, like, we did not volunteer to this gal that uh, you know she reminded George too much of his ex, and it would be too weird to have her live in our house. Although she seemed like a nice gal, we just that was just we just couldn't do it. But she came to us and said, you know, I really felt this deep connection. I really want to understand why you're the only family. And we then did tell her, and we told her, you know, in an email. It's very awkward but here it is oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so I, I think no fault of yours yeah, yeah i it's think it's hard. it's one thing to be honest and it's another thing to be considerate or to use um what's the word i'm looking for uh it's it's not it's um discretion
1: mm-hmm.
0: to use discretion right and to understand and that comes back to that Space of humility because you may be in recovery from things that other people simply can't understand because they've never had that experience. And I feel like suicide is one of those, you know. And we mm-hmm. did a really deep podcast with a panel on suicide. And, you know, unless you've been touched by someone who has taken their life by suicide, understanding some of the different things about the how with suicide and the why and, you know, the death that keeps on killing and all those things just you know, you're not in recovery from understanding that because you've just never experienced it.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. And understanding it's not through the fault of anyone. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. For my dad took his life. You know, I, I didn't have anyone really close to me. Um, die by suicide. Right. So for me, that was like, wow, that was floored me. Right. And gave me a lot of compassion for, you know, um, people like that. Right. Because I may have talked you know, crassly about that or, you know, said mm-hmm. things offhand that I uh, might have heard other people Or because right. I remember having that situation being in a like at a party and one of my coworkers' husband was very crass with, you know, Oh, I was so angry I was late because, you know, someone jumped in front of the train, right? Oh. You know, something like that. I remember that. So,
0: oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, so it's just, you know, it's um I guess it's compassion and it's Kindness and um, yeah, humility, right? Because you're you're um, know that words can hurt, right? No, it, yeah. it's a sensitivity, right, that you develop when you go through these things, right? Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, and an understanding. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big things. Is <coughs> excuse me, an understanding and working through and communicating and having the conversation and sometimes understanding comes from not understanding, right? Like, you have to be in that space first um, to be able to come back to the table and talk about, well, this is my experience, you know, if someone even wants to know, because some people might not want to know. So, <coughs> speaking of, I'm feeling a little bit of a cough tickle coming on. So I think that maybe we're going to take that as our sign to call it. What do you think, babe? <coughs>
1: sure. I think, yeah, it's a good idea. If you're – yeah, our cough's been getting better, but it's uh... <coughs> – and our daughter had, got a little bit of it last night, and hopefully she's going to be better. But uh, yeah, it's been good. This has been a nice period of nine nights away, not sleeping in the trailer, right, and having a little more comfort for me, right? I'm very especially sensitive <coughs> to heat and humidity especially. So my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's been something. It's Kentucky just, yeah, just, in July. <laughs> Don't yeah, we we'll do that again.
1: Kentucky, Southern Illinois, Indiana, Kansas. Yeah, great
0: places. It's challenging
1: in the middle of summer.
0: Do we want to do this in the dark thing, or do we want to just call it? We can do that, yeah. Okay, you turn the lights out. So um, we're going to turn the lights out, and speaking of Kentucky, we were there for a model horse show. Um, And if you are watching on Instagram, you'll see I'm holding this model horse, and when George turns the lights out, you're going to see that although it looks like a paint horse, it's actually a glow-in-the-dark horse. So... My nails also glow in the dark, by the way. You can see when we're over here what that looks like. See these nails glowing? Isn't that fun? But if you look closely at this horse, what you can see, and my girls have named him Ghost of the Town, is that he has all of these little um, witches and skulls, and there's a pirate ship there you can see on there. And so the thing is, the gold is often in the dark, right? Right. Like, we have to work through those really difficult things to be able to find the light and recover from them. I think that's important to remember because it's very easy for us to think that we we know know it all and play God, and we're not God, right? We are just human beings, and so we have to recover from that idea that we can do it all ourselves. and. Remember that we're human beings, right? And how we work together as a family, as a unit, especially traveling in space on an adventure, right? Anything you want to add, babe? Oh, look, your sister's here. We can wave at her. Hello.
1: Hey. Uh-huh. Thanks for joining us.
0: You no, want I think add? that's good. Yeah. I love you.
1: Yeah. We don't know everything.
0: We don't know everything. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> an easy one to it's admit. okay to. Okay, to make mistakes, admit when you're wrong, repair. As my grandmother said recently, uh, some some quote in the Bible, but don't let the sun set on your wrath or something like that. Yeah,
1: right? exactly. That's one.
0: And a state of wrath or a state of anger. I mean, that's a classic example of something to recover from. Right. Right. The yeah.
1: of thing, and and the clenched fists. Yeah, and that these are up. just
0: natural states, right? That you know we are. I think by design meant to experience and, and work through, right? So so the question is it's it just like me being sick. Let's turn the lights on. <laughs> you could turn the lights on and have a new experience, you know, after being in the dark, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So um and, and openness to making mistakes. I thought that's kind yeah. to touch on that one, because right? that's where we learn. Yeah. That's where yeah. we really, really learn. So
0: well, and, being again, grateful
1: for mistakes that aren't Too painful. (laughs) Amen.
0: Well, and just the humility. I mean, like this being sick is such a classic example, because, and I think a lot of people can relate to this right now, but this feeling of being sick, but not that sick, right? Like, not so sick that we're not going to continue the journey, but sick enough that when I talk for 18 minutes, I start to cough again, you know? Um, So yeah, I think all of that plays into these ideas of recovery and repair and... Um, yeah this incredible life we get to live Mm -hmm. baby all right thank you guys so much for joining us thank you have a beautiful day and uh, work recovery into your day
1: that's right